Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. Don't let them mold your mind. They wanna control mankind. Seems like their only intention is to exploit the earth. Hey. And you trust in their deceit. Your mind causes your defeat. And so you become an invention to distort the search. Propaganda and lies. Testicles one, two, testicles one, two. What's going on, all you beautiful bastards and all you beautiful people that have a father in your life? Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion. I'm your host, like always, that mildly charismatic Corey Caesar. Hope everyone enjoyed their 4th of July. This is episode 33. I do apologize for not getting this out last Monday like I had semi-promised. Had some some technical difficulties with that recording, guys. Yeah, that's right. Uh, had popping like a motherfucker in the mic. The mic was popping real hard. It was unbearable to listen to, to be honest with you. Um, so I had to scrap it. I had a, I had a, I lost the entire recording. Um, so when I, when, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, this whole, ever since I got this computer, it's been super frustrating. Um, cause two of the three recordings I've had issues with, I lost the first one took me like 14 times before I can even record it. The third, the second one went real smooth, so I thought I had it. The third one, the popping, um, the levels weren't right. I, I don't, I don't know what I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. So uh, I just started researching again, and like always, I, I just want easy, and I want something that works for what I want to do. So I had to make another upgrade. That's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Enough. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Um, so I, I bought this uh, podcaster, uh, Rode, uh, Rodecaster Pro. It's fucking pimp. Does everything I want. It's really gonna be a game changer uh, for the show. So I'm super happy right now. Um, I j- uh, so I'll be playing around with that more this week. I literally just got it Friday. Today's Saturday. Um, I got it last night after work. So I, I mean, it it literally took me like 15 minutes out the out the box, and it was already doing everything I pretty much wanted. So I'm super stoked. I'm really happy about it. Um, so it's going to allow me to do a lot of things with the show that I've been wanting to do. It's going to be pimp for everybody, I hope. Um, so next week I'll roll out like a current, because uh, I do want to get that back-to-back I've been promising you guys. So I'll roll out a, a current events episode coming next Monday, which will be real cool because I'll get to utilize some of these cool hotkey buttons uh, to play some audio clips and effects, which we've actually already done a couple of times. If you've noticed the clapping, the womp, 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 you know, that's pretty pimp. And I actually... uh. The intro, the chromatic distortion intro, the this. Welcome, welcome, welcome to that guy. Welcome, that guy. Welcome, welcome to. I can literally uh, uh, play that whenever the fuck I want. So, so that's cool. Um, and I and I did that at the beginning, so I got to piece that together in clips along with that intro song. I threw that right in. Um, this is this is gonna be nice. This is a game changer, guys. Um. So we'll utilize those next next week with some clips, and I actually got one uh, later on in the end of the episode, so that'll be nice. We'll get we'll get to, to see how it works right at the beginning, um, 
And then after that, we'll do the little two-week break like we normally do. And I'll throw out another serial killer edition for you guys because uh, those are definitely a fan and crowd favorite. The fans love those. They're, they're like the most listened to on the most for the most part. There's there's one that's um, more listened to, but um, for the most part, on average, those those episodes are the most listened to. Everyone seems to enjoy those. So we'll do another one of those. Um, but today we're gonna talk about some disturbing human experience uh experiments which are not something the average person really thinks about too much um when you think about uh the progress achieved in the last 150 years of human history um is an accomplishment we're reminded of almost daily um achievements made in the field of biomedicine and psychology mean that we no longer really have to like worry about things like uh, deadly diseases as much, um, or even you know masturbation being a form of insanity because it because it was and, and that and that's a good thing. Otherwise, you know me and um, uh, Angelina Jolie, you know we we be doing a bit in the psych ward, guys. I'll be doing this from from uh, Ward B, you know the masturbation ward, um, just dropping nuts all over the floor and shit. I guess uh, for better or worse, though, we have developed more effective ways to gather information, treat skin, uh, skin abnormalities, and uh, even kill each other. But what we are not constantly reminded of um, are the human lives that have been damaged or even lost in the name of this progress, right? Um, so I'm just going to run down some of these experiments. I've got like 25 or so Um they're going to be real quick, less than a, probably like less than a minute each one, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm just going to give a brief description of what they are because um, they're interesting. So uh, let's start with the tea room sex study. Ooh, sounds provocative, the tea room sex study. Dang. All right. Uh, so social, uh, sociolog- uh, sociologist Lloyd Humphreys often wondered about uh, men who commit impersonal uh, sexual acts with one another in public restrooms. Remember, we had that little case not that long ago where uh, maybe five, ten years ago where those, uh, con- I think they were congressmen even or legislators of some sort. They might have been state legislators, though. There was that thing where you'd stick your foot underneath the bathroom stall in the shitter, and that meant you was ready to get your dick sucked, bro. That was real life. That was going on. Uh, but this dude, this Humphreys dude, he wondered why tea room, what they call, what they were calling tea room sex, uh, fellatio in public restrooms, if you will, uh, led to the majority of homosexual arrests in the United States. Cause that's where most of them were getting arrested. We're just sucking dick in, ba- in bathrooms, which is really weird. Um, so Humphreys decided to become what they called watch queens, Right. The person who uh, keeps watch and <clears throat> coughs when a cop or stranger gets near. Because they had like, look out, dude. They're like, I'll, I'll watch the door, bro. Um, and, and, he, and this dude actually did this. He did this for his PhD dissertation at Washington University. That They, they let him do this, this experiment. So Humphreys observed hundreds of acts of fellatio. He was watching dick sucks. And... Uh, interviewed many of the participants, and he found that 54% of the subjects were married and 38% were clearly neither bisexual or homosexual. Humphrey's research shattered uh, a number of stereotypes held by both 
the public and law enforcement. Now, let me just say that I have an issue with these results. 38% um, percent were clearly straight. According to him, I'm just saying, if you suck another man's dick, you're at least bisexual, homie, and there's nothing wrong with that. So just live it, own it. Um, it's too, well, I guess maybe back then there was. It's 2019. If you're one of these dudes, hey, you know, society don't care, bro. We love y'all. Um, prison inmates uh, as test subjects is another type of experiments. Uh, in 1951, Dober, uh, Dr. Albert M. Klingman, a dermatologist at the University of Pennsylvania and future inventor of Retin-A, which is like an acne pill, it's super strong actually uh makes a lot of uh kids depressed is one of the side effects of that guy's pill so um you can blame that dude for uh, dep- uh already making a bunch of depressed kids probably even more depressed um this dude began experimenting on inmates uh at Philadelphia's Holmesburg prison as uh Klingman later told a newspaper uh reporter quote all i saw before me were acres of skin it was like a farmer seeing a field for the first time, bro. Um, over the next 20 years, inmates willingly, though, allowed Klingmen to use their bodies in experiments involving toothpaste, deodorant, shampoo, skin creams, fucking detergents, liquid diets, eye drops, bro. Putting eye drops? I wouldn't let no one put no- nothing in my eyes, dude. Uh, foot powders and hair dyes. Um, and even and even though these uh, these tests required constant biopsies and painful procedures, none of the inmates experienced long term harm. So good for them. Um, I guess you'll do anything, you know, to fight off boredom inside a cage. Um, then we have uh, the case of Henrietta Locks. This chick's cool. In 1955, um, Henrietta Locks. She she was a poor, uneducated African American woman from Baltimore. Um, she was the unwitting source of cells which were then uh cultured for the purpose of medical research even though researchers had tried to grow cells before um henritas were the first successfully kept alive and cloned now her cells known as the gila cells have been instrumental in the development of the polio vaccine cancer research aids research gene mapping and countless other scientific endeavors. Um this this poor lady, this 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 beautiful woman, she died penniless though, guys, penniless and was buried with a without a tombstone in a family cemetery. For decades, her husband and five children were left in the dark about their wife and mo- and, and and their mother's amazing contribution contribution to modern medicine. So shout out to her, shout out to her family. Um you want to pay some people, pay them. Uh, Project QK Hilltop, which in 1954, uh, the CIA developed an experiment called Project QK Hilltop to study Chinese brainwashing techniques, which uh, then they used to develop new methods uh, of interrogation. Leading this research was Dr. Harold Wolf of Cornell University Medical School, so real smart dude at Cornell, one of the better schools in the country. After requesting that the CIA provide him with information on imprisonment, uh, deprivation, humiliation, torture, brainwashing, hypnosis, and more creepy-ass shit, uh, 
Wolf's research team began to formulate a plan through which they would develop secret drugs and various brain-damaging procedures. Uh, according to a letter he wrote, in order to fully test the effects of harmful research, uh, Wolf expected the CIA to, quote, make available suitable subjects. Uh, you had the Stateville Penitentiary uh, Malaria Study. It's right by us, guys. Uh, during World War II, malaria and other tropical diseases were um, impeding the efforts of the American military in the Pacific. Like we, we didn't have that stuff here, so we, we didn't know what to expect. So in order to get like a grip on this, uh, the Malaria Research Project was established at Stateville Penitentiary in Joliet, Illinois. Um, it's Illinois for you people not from this area. There's no S. It's not Illinois. It's Illinois. Come on, guys. It's 2019. Um, doctors from the University of Chicago exposed 441 volunteer inmates to bites from malaria-infected mosquitoes. Uh, one inmate died of a heart attack, but, you know, of course, the researchers insisted, you know, his death was completely unrelated to the study. Nothing nothing to do with, with malaria, guys. Nothing to see here. Um it, but it was a it was a widely praised experiment, and it continued at Stateville for 29 years, and included the first human test of primaquine, which uh, which is a medication still used in the treatment of malaria and uh, 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 pneumocystic uh, pneumonia. How about uh, the weird case of Emma Eckstein and Sigmund Freud? You all know that dude. Um, now, despite seeking the help of Sigmund Freud for vague symptoms like stomach ailment and slight depression, so just smoke some weed, uh, 27-year-old Emma Eckstein, uh, Eckstein I'm, I'm assuming it's Stein, Eckstein, was, quote, treated by the German doctor for hysteria, because that's what, that's what women had back then, hysteria, and uh, excess masturbation. She was touching that clit too much, guys. Um, um, like we talked about at the beginning, which which was a habit which was then considered um, dangerous to mental health back then. Emma's treatment including uh, included a disturbing experimental surgery in which she was uh, anesthetized with only local anesthetic, and then you know cocaine. She sniffed some of that coke uh, before the inside of her nose was then cauterized. Now, not surprisingly, her surgery was a disaster. Um, now, whether Emma was a legitimate medical patient or, you know, a love interest of Freud, as a recent movie suggests, Freud continued to treat uh, poor Emma for three more years. Um, how about Dr. William Baymont and the stomach experiments? Uh, in 1822, a fur trader on Mackinac Island in Michigan was accidentally shot in the stomach and treated by Dr. William Baymont. Now, despite um, dire predictions, the fur trader survived, but with a hole in his stomach that never healed. Now, recognizing this unique opportunity to observe the digestive process, Baymont began conducting some weird-ass experiments. He would tie food to a string. Guys, this is sick. This is crazy. This is just real life. This happened. This is a horror movie. He would tie food to a string then insert it through the hole in the trader's stomach. 
every few hours, Baymont will remove the food to observe how it had been digested. Real life, guys. Could you imagine that stench? That's like that, uh, if you're old enough like me to remember payphones, remember you would try to like tie a quarter? You, you could tie it like a, sh- a string around a quarter and you just get it just just far enough down where it register that quarter. You get that call and you could yank that quarter back out, dude. Hashtag, uh, hashla, uh, hashtag thug life, bro. Um, though gruesome, though, uh, uh, this dude's experiments led to the worldwide acceptance that the digestive uh, 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 was chemical. The digestion was chemical, not mechanical in process. So, you know, it's stomach acid. Basically, that's that's where, where we got that. Um Electro, uh, there. How about uh, electroshock therapy on children? Because that go that went on in the 1960s. Doctor Loretta Bender of New York's uh, Creedmoor Hospital began what she believed to be a revolutionary treatment for children with social issues. Electroshock therapy. That's what she believed. Now Bender's method included interviewing and analyzing a sensitive child in front of a large group then applying a gentle amount of pressure to the child's head, right? Listen how stupid this is. So supposedly, any child who moved with the pressure was showing early signs of schizophrenia. Yeah, that's all That's all it took, man. Oh, man, she's schizophrenic, dude. She moved. I touched her head. She moved. She's schizo. Herself the victim of a misunderstood childhood, Bender was said to be unsystem, uh, uh, path, uh, unsympathetic uh, of the of the children in her care. She she was unsympathetic. She she didn't like them. She was like fuck them. They're, they're just children. I was I was a victim. They're my victim now. So by the time her treatments uh, were shut down, Bender had used electroshock therapy on over one hundred children the youngest of whom was only age three. She a slut. Um, Project Artichoke. In the 1950s, the CIA's Office of Scientific Intelligence ran a series of mind control projects in an attempt to answer the question, quote, can we get control of an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against his will and even against fundamental laws of nature. Think about that. That's your CIA. That's your government wanting in the 1950s to get control of an individual to the point where he will do our bidding, do whatever the fuck we want against his will or even against fundamental laws of nature. I'd say they succeeded, but you know, that's just me, bro. Social, uh, uh, hashtag social media. Um, one of these, one of these programs, uh, Project Artichoke studied hypnosis, forced morphine addiction, drug withdrawal, and the use of chemicals to incite amnesia in unwitting human subjects. Now, this project was eventually shut down in the mid-1960s, but it opened the door to extensive research on the use of mind control in field operations. How about uh, hepatitis in mentally disabled children? Yep, you got that right. In the 1950s, Wilbrook State School a New York state-run institution for mentally handicapped children, began experiencing uh, outbreaks of hepatitis. Due to unsanitary conditions, it was virtually inevitable that these children would contract hepatitis. Now, Dr. Saul Krugman sent 
um, to investigate the outbreak, propose an experiment that would assist in developing a vaccine. However, the experiment actually required deliberately infecting the children with the disease. So what are we really doing here? Uh, so Krugman's study was obviously controversial from the start, but critics were eventually silenced by the permission letters obtained from each child's parents. In reality, offering one's child to the experiment was oftentimes the only way to guarantee admittance into, the, into this overcrowded institution. So pa- basically, parents uh, said, you can experiment on my handicapped child as long, you know, as long as you accept them into your school, which is trash. Um, Operation Midnight Climax, which is actually uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, initially established the 19... Uh, uh, in the 1950s as a sub-project of a CIA-sponsored mind-control research program, Operation Midnight Climax sought to study the effects of LSD on individuals. In San Francisco and New York, unconsenting subjects were lured to safe houses by prostitutes on the CIA payroll. Now, they were unknowingly uh, giving you uh, LSD and other mind-altering substances, and monitored from behind a one-way glass while they fucked, did other sexual acts. Now, these safe houses were shut down in 1965 when it was discovered that the CIA was administering LSD to human subjects, because, you know, that's not really, not a good look for the U.S. government. Now, Operation Midnight uh, Climax was a theater for extensive research on how sexual blackmail surveillance technology, and the use of mind-altering drugs on field operations. Study of, How about some study of human humans accidentally exposed to fallout radiation? That's right, we, we, we threw some, some nuclear fallout on some people. How about that? In 1954, study of response of human beings exposed to significant beta and gamma radiation, the Hulk, um, due to fallout from high-yield weapons, uh, known better as Project 4.1, was a medical study conducted by the U.S. of residents of the Marshall Islands. Now, when uh, Castle Bravo nuclear test resulted in a yield larger than originally expected, uh, the government instituted a top-secret study to evaluate the severity of radiation injury to those accidentally exposed. Now, um, most sources agree the exposure was unintentional, but many uh, many of these people believe Project 4.1 was planned before the Castro Bravo test. And although uh, 239 locals were exposed to significant levels of radiation. Then we had the monster study. In 1939, University of Iowa researchers Wendell Johnson and Mary Tudor conducted a stuttering experiment on 22 orphan children in Davenport, Iowa. The Midwest is, is the home to this shit, it seems like, guys. Um, the children were separated into two groups, the first of which received positive speech therapy, where children were praised for speech fluency. Uh, in the second group, children received negative speech therapy and were belittled for every speech imperfection. Normal speaking children in the second group 
unfortunately developed speech problems, which they then retained for the rest of their lives, these poor children. Terrified by the news of human experiments conducted by the Nazis, uh, Johnson and Tudor never published the results of their, quote, monster study. They're like, no, we can't. They're going to try us next. All right, how about Project MK Ultra? Um, Project MK Ultra is codenamed for a CIA-sponsored research operation that experimented in human behavioral engineering, and actually Operation Midnight Climax was a part of MK Ultra. Just for reference, it was a huge program. Um, from 1953 to 1973, the program employed various method uh, methodologies to manipulate the mental states of American as well as Canadian citizens, not just the U.S. These uh, unwitting, uh, unwitting human test subjects were plied with LSD, like we talked about earlier, and other mind-altering uh, drugs, hypnosis, sensory, uh, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, and various forms of to uh, torture. Now, research uh, occurred all over the place. It occurred in universities, hospitals, prisons, and even pharmaceutical companies. Guys, this thing was huge. Um, um, though the project sought to develop, and I quote, chemical materials capable of employment in clandestine operations, unquote, um, Project MK Ultra was ended by Congress uh, commissioned investigation into CIA activities within the US, uh, U.S. And we can actually thank Watergate for exposing this program. Um, the church committee was actually set up to investigate if the CIA had helped Nixon break into the DNC. Um, and they, the church, uh, and I think there was the Pike Commission in the Senate, or vice versa, I don't know which one was which, but the, there was two committees, the church committee and the Pike Commission, uh, commission if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And um, they found more than they were bargaining for. And the CIA uh, actually destroyed almost all of the documents for this program. Um, before this investigation, including over 180 sub-programs of MKUltra that they found through financing records. Crazy. Um, how about some experiments on newborns? In the 1960s, researchers at the University of California began to experiment uh, to study changes in blood pressure and blood flow. The researchers used 113 newborn babies, ranging in age from one hour, guys, one hour. Who are these fucking trash-ass parents? Uh, to three days old as test subjects. In one experiment, a catheter was inserted through the umbilical uh, arteries and into the aorta. The newborn's feet were then uh, immersed in ice water for the purpose of testing aortic pressure. In another experiment, up to 50 newborns were individually str uh, strapped onto a, a circumcision board, then tilted so that their blood rushed to their head so that their blood pressure could be monitored, guys. That's a real-life hospital doing that shit. It's fucking nuts. Um, then we had the uh, Aversion Project in 1969 during South Africa's um, Testable uh, apartheid uh, era. Thousands of homosexuals were handed over to the care of Dr. Aubrey Levin 
an army colonel and psychologist convinced he could, quote, cure homosexuals. Um, and I'm not, and I'm not butcher, I'm gonna butcher this name, guys. At the Vort, <laughs> Vortrekkerhudikti military hospital near um, Pretoria, South Africa, Levin used electro uh, electroconvulsive uh, aversion therapy to quote reordinate uh, his patients. Electrodes were strapped to a patient's upper arm with wires running to a dial which were just like calibrated from like one to 10. And then homosexual men were uh, shown pictures of a naked man to in uh, and encouraged to fantasize, at which point the patient was subjected to severe shocks. Um, when this dude was warned that he would be named an abuser, as he should be, of human rights, uh, the dude just took off to fucking Canada and immigrated, where he currently works as a fucking uh, uh, at a teaching hospital. Yep. Canada. Let him in. Don't let anyone in. Right? Right? That's what they always say. Um, uh, how about some more medical experiments on prison inmates? So some would say one benefit of being an inmate at California San Quentin Prison is the easy access to acclaimed Bay Area doctors. But if that's the case, then the downside is that the doctors also have uh, easy access to all these fucking inmates. And from 1913 to 1951, it's a long time, Dr. Leo, uh, Leo Stanley, chief surgeon at San Quentin, he used prisoners as test subjects in a variety of bizarre medical experience uh, experiments. Now, Stanley's experiments included sterilization, and uh, potential treatments for the Spanish flu. In one of these disturbing experiments, Stanley performed testicle transplants on living prisoners using testicles from executed prisoners and in some cases from goats and boars. I just think the dude wanted to fucking shoot out goat semen into these fucking hoes, I guess, bro. That's that's my theory. So he was just trying. Maybe I can uh, give myself a goat transplant with some balls. Mm, shoot out some goat fucking semen. Uh, make myself a, a a a human a human horse, right? Um, uh, what's that? Centaur? Is that what those called? Or Minotaur? Which one? Which one? I think it's a centaur. Which one's the horse one? Min Minotaur the bull. Either way, he wanted to be one of those dudes. Um, how about experiments on sexual uh reassignment? That's right. In 1965, Canadian David Peter Remier was born biologically male. But at seven months old, his penis was accidentally destroyed during an unconventional uh, circumcision by cauteration. Now, John Money, a psychologist and proponent of the idea that gender is learned, convinced that Reamers, um, he convinced them that their son would be more like, uh, likely to ach achieve a successful functional sexual uh, matur uh, maturation as a girl, as a female. Though money continued to report only success over the years. So he's like, oh, yeah, this is great, perfect, worked out great. David's own account insisted that he had never identified as a female. He's like, dude, I'm a male, guys. Why'd you, why are you giving me a penis? I mean, a vagina. I'm a male. I'm a dude. Now he spent his childhood teased, ostracized, and seriously depressed. And at the age of 
38, David committed suicide by shooting himself in the head. Congratulations. You're a trash-ass doctor. And you're trash-ass parents. Uh, how about some experiments on the effects of radiation on testicles? Max, people like testicles, guys. Between 1963 and 1973, dozens of Washington and Oregon uh, prison inmates were used as test subjects in an experiment designed to test the effects of radiation on testicles. Bribed with cash and the suggestion of parole, 130 inmates willingly agreed to participate in the experiment conducted by the University of Washington on behalf of the great U.S. government. In most cases, subjects were zapped with over 400 rads of uh, radiation. Now, that's equivalent to about 2,400 chest x-rays, guys, in about 10-minute intervals. So just like, boom. That's fucking crazy. 2,400 chest x-rays on your balls, bro, in 10-minute intervals. Um... But it wasn't until much later that the inmates learned the experiments were far more dangerous than they had been told. So in 2000, at least, the uh, the former participants settled a $2.4 million class action settlement from the university. You had the Stanford Prison Experiment, which was conducted at Stanford University from August 14th to the 20th only. That's it, six days, 1971. Uh, The Stanford Prison Experiment was an investigation into the causes of conflict between military guards and prisoners. 24 male students were chosen and randomly assigned roles of prisoners and guards. They were then situated in a specially designed mock prison in the basement of the Stanford Psychology Building. This is what they're doing to your kids, guys. Uh... Those subjects assigned to be guards enforced authoritarian, because they love authority, uh, authoritarian measures and subjected the prisoners to psychological torture. Surprisingly, uh, many of these prisoners just accepted the abuses, because that's what happens. Um, Though the experiment exceeded the expectations of all the researchers, it was abruptly edited after only six days, and I can only imagine why, because these kids tell their folks we're probably going to be in some trouble here. Um, now let's talk about some STDs real quick because that syphilis, boy, the syphilis was big time. U.S. government loves syphilis. Um, and they did some syphilis experiments in Guatemala from 1946 to 1948. Um, the United States government and the Guatemalan president, Juan Jose Arevalo, and some Guatemalan health ministries uh, cooperated in the uh, distri- uh, disturbing human experiment of um, giving syphilis to un- unwitting Guatemalan citizens. So these, these doctors deliberately infected soldiers, prostitutes, prisoners, and mental patients with syphilis and other sexually transmitted diseases in an attempt to track their untreated natural progression. Because I guess you couldn't just find people with syphilis already. Um, treated only with antibiotics, the experiment resulted in at least 30 documented deaths in 2010, the United States made a formal apology to the Guatemala uh, to Guatemala for their involvement in these experiments. Except, uh, you know, they had this Tus- uh, this Tuskegee syphilis study. Um, in 1932, the U.S. Public Health Service began working um, with the Tuskegee Institute to track the natural progression of, again, untreated syphilis. So this started before, 
but it goes on a lot longer, as you'll hear in a second. Uh, 600 poor, illiterate male sharecroppers were found and hired in Macon country, Alabama. Of the 600 men, only 399 had previously contracted syphilis, and none were told they had a life-threatening disease. Instead, they were told they were, rece- they were going to receive free health care, meals, and burial insurance in exchange for participating in their experiment. Even after penicillin was proven an effective cure for syphilis in 1947, this study continued until 1972. Is that like 40 years, guys? Yeah, 40 years. In addition to the original subjects, victims of the study included wives, obviously, who contracted the disease, and children born with congenital uh, syphilis. In 1997, President Bill Clinton formally apologized to those affected by what is often called the, quote, most infamous biomedical experiment in U.S. history. Um People do anything for free health care, am I right? Even exchange herpes for syphilis, I guess. Um, then you had the Milgram experiment, from one of my other favorite ones. In 1961, Stanley Milgram, a psychologist at Yale University, began a series of social psychology experiments that measured the willingness of test subjects to obey an authority figure, like how much were, are people just willing to obey people. Conducted only three months after the start of the trial of the German Nazi war, uh, criminal Adolf Ekman, Milgram's experiment sought to answer the question, quote, could it be that Ekman and his million accomplices in the Holocaust were just following orders? Now, in this experiment, two participants, one secretly an actor, though, and one um, an unknowing test subject, um, were separated into two rooms where they could hear but not see each other. Now, the test subjects would then read a series of questions to the a- actor, punishing each wrong answer with this electrical shock. And it went up from, that dude, it went up high. And then even on this board, it even said, like, mild, painful, you know, death, basically. Um, and though many of uh, the people would indicate their desire to stop the experiment, almost all the subjects continued when they were told that they would not um, be held responsible or that they would not, uh, there would not be any permanent dan- uh, damage. And there's actually a, a good documentary on Netflix about this. Now, I think Obedience is the name of like Milgram's video. He did, he did a video of the experiment. Um, I think it's called Obedience. It's black and white. Um, but this one is like a modern day version of it. They really, it's very interesting. They actually like recreated this experiment like in real life. Um, and it's just very interesting watching people give lethal doses of electricity to other human beings, bro. Because literally there's a dude in a lab coat and he just keeps saying, the experiment must continue. It's imperative this, that the experiment must continue. And they're like, boom, all right, push the button. And you hear the dude screaming, ah, you gotta watch, dude. One, one chick starts crying and shit. I felt real bad for her. Um, all right, we're cl- uh, closing in towards the end here. Uh, infected mosquitoes in towns in 1956 and 1957. The United States Army conducted a number of biological warfare experiments uh, on the cities of Savannah, Georgia and Avon Park, Florida. In one such experiment, millions of affected mosquitoes were released into the two cities in order to see if the insects would spread yellow fever and dengue, uh, dengue fever. Not surprisingly, hundreds of researchers contracted illness 
that included fevers, respiratory problems, stillbirths, encephalitis, and typhoid. In order to uh, uh, in order to photograph the results of their experiment, army researchers pretended to be public health workers. Several people died as a result of the research. Duh. Um, then we had human experiments in the Soviet Union beginning in 1921 and continuing for most of the 20th century. The Soviet Union employed poison laboratories known as Laboratory 1, Laboratory 12, and Kamara as covert research uh, facilities of the secret police agencies. Prisoners from the gulags, were, uh, which are prison, were the prisons, were exposed to a number of deadly poisons, the purpose of which uh, was to find a tasteless, odorless chemical that could be uh, not be detected by uh, post-mortem autopsies. Tested poisons included mustard gas, ricin, digitoxin, and curare, among others. Men and women of varying ages and physical conditions were brought to the laboratories and given a, uh, the poison as, quote, medication or part of a meal or drink. Like, here, have a meal, have a drink. Human exper- uh, experimentation in North Korea. Several North Korean defectors have described witnessing disturbing cases of human experimentation. In one alleged experiment, 50 healthy women prisoners were given poison cabbage leaves. All 50 women were dead within 20 minutes. Hashtag me too. Uh, other described experiments include the practice of surgery on prisoners without anesthesia, purposeful starvation, beating prisoners over the head before uh, using the zombie-like victims for target practice and chambers in which whole families uh, are murdered with suffocation gas. Probably just dropping nitrogen in there. Um, it is said that each month, a, a black van known as the Crow collects 40 to 50 people from a camp and takes them uh, to, a, to, a, to a known location for experiments. We had, uh, obviously, Nazi human experimentation. Over the course of the Third Reich and the Holocaust, Nazi Germany conducted a series of medical experiments on Jews, prisoner of, prisoners of wars, Romani, and uh, other persecuted groups. The experiments were conducted in concentration camps and in most cases resulted in death, disfigurement, and uh, permanent disabilities. Morbidly disturbing experiments included uh, attempts to genetically manipulate twins, bone, muscle, and nerve trans- uh, transplantations, Think about that. Uh, exposure to disease and chemical gases, sterilization, and anything else the uh, the infamous Nazi doctors could think of. Those fucking cucks. After the war, these crimes were tri- uh, tried as part of the new, uh, Nuremberg trial and ultimately led to the development of the Nuremberg Code of Medical Ethics, which... The U.S. obviously went on to defy and ignore in many of the experiments already talked about, especially during MK Ultra. There were significant violations of this and the Hippocratic Oath also, even though the U.S. had the largest role in drafting this code. You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, supposedly, I thought. Um, unit uh, 731. From 1937 to 1945, the Imperial Japanese Army developed a covert biological and chemical warfare research experiment called Unit 731, which was based in a large city of Harbin. This unit was responsible for some of the most atrocious war crimes in history. 
Chinese and Russian subjects, which were, uh, you know, men, women, children, infants, and elderly, and even pregnant women, were all subjected to experiments, which included the removal of organs from a live body, amputation for the study of blood loss, germ warfare attacks, and weapon testing. Some prisoners even had their stomachs, guys, surgically removed from their esophaguses, um, uh, and then re- and then their esophaguses reattached to their intestines, bro. Many of the uh, the scientists involved in this unit rose to prominent careers in politics, academia, business, and medicine. Uh, radioactive material in pregnant women. Shortly after World War II, with the impeding Cold War on the forefront of the minds of most Americans, many medical researchers were preoccup- uh, preoccupied with the idea of radioactivity and chemical warfare. So, in an experiment at Vanderbilt University, 829 pregnant women were given vitamin drinks uh, they were told would improve the health of their un- unborn babies. Instead, these drinks contained radioactive iron, and researchers were actually studying how quickly the radioisotope crossed into the placenta. Think about that. Fucking insanity. At least seven of these babies later died from cancers and leukemia, and the women themselves experienced rashes, bruises, anemia, loss of hair and teeth, as well as cancer themselves. Last but not least, we have mustard gas uh, tested on the American military. In 1943, the U.S. military exposed its own sailors to mustard gas. Crazily enough, right? Now, officially, the Navy was testing the effectiveness of uh, new clothing and gas masks against the deadly gas that had been proven pretty terrifying in the First World War. The worst of uh, the experiments occurred at the Naval Research Laboratory in Washington, where 17 and 18-year-old boys um, were, appro- or were approached after just eight weeks of boot camp and then asked if they wanted to participate in an experiment that would help shorten the war. Of course they did. I mean, they're, they don't want to go to war either. Only when the boys reached the research uh, laboratory were they told the experiment involved mustard gas. Now, the participants, almost all of whom suffered severe external and internal burns, were ignored by the Navy and, in some cases, even threatened with the Espionage Act. Guys, that's a fascist fucking law, dude, the Espionage Act. In, uh, in 1991, the reports were finally de- declassified and taken before Congress. Trash. All right, guys, that's all the experiments I have. So let's transition just real quickly to that new segment um, we debuted, I believe, in episode 31. Silence! I kill you! That's right. It's Chromatic Distortion's Free Speech Watch. Uh, in this week's installment, we have 76-year-old Congresswoman uh, Frederica Wilson. Now, this lady, she's been serving the 24th District in Florida since 2013. Uh, and let's just listen to what she had to say. Uh, I think I have the clip queued up in my pimpers. New Rocaster Pro, guys. All right, uh, let's listen. Those people who are online making fun 
of members of Congress are a disgrace. And there's no need for anyone to think that is unacceptable. We're gonna shut them down and work with whoever it is to shut them down and they should be prosecuted. You cannot intimidate members of Congress, threaten members of Congress. It is against the law and it's a shame in this United States of America. So there you have it, guys. A sitting member of Congress saying out loud in public. Out loud in public, guys, she said this. You should be thrown in a cage for criticizing or mocking a member of Congress. Think about that. Now, we just literally heard multiple examples of what your government is willing to do to you. And she's up here saying we should imprison people who openly mock and talk shit about members of Congress. Well, check it. You're trash. Your statements are trash. And we should throw your retarded ass in a fucking cage. Come lock me up, bro. All right, guys. That's going to conclude this week's episode. Um, remember, next week we're coming out that current events. Two weeks after that, Serial Kill Edition. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Follow the social media accounts to keep up to date with what's going down mainly at Chromatic Distortion Podcast on Instagram. Like always, the world is full of good people. If you can't find one, be one. I'll catch you on the flip side. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of Chromatic Distortion.
destruction of your soul. Destruction of your soul. 